make sure whether you're guesting or hosting that you bring your A game. You, you don't just turn up. You have to do a bit of research. You're respecting it. But what happens when you do that? You get a better interview, which yes. in turn people are more inclined to share or come back. Mm. And I think that's, that's the most important thing then. Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Helping People Perform. Delighted to be joined today. We have someone whose podcast I've been on previously and delighted to invite him back on to my show and hear all about the great work that he does. We have the podfather. We have uh, Roy Corlin, who is a podcast coach, and I can't wait to hear about everything that you do, Roy. But before we get kicked off, can you tell us a little bit about your background in terms of what got you to where you are today? Sure, and thanks very much for having me on your show, Paul. And just for those listening, it was 234 that you were on my show, and you shared a load of gems on that. So. <laughs> so it was the speaking podcast. So yes. I grew up in Cork in Ireland, which is in the, the south of Ireland. It's kind of like the biggest area in yeah. Ireland, the second in population. Studied construction economics, worked for company for about 12 years. I was always a kind of serial entrepreneur. So at nine, I was actually uh, going around washing cars, delivering you know, leaflets, 14 or 11, actually, I was delivering newspapers. So I done that up to college with the money from that at 14, bought a lawnmower, used to go around cutting grass and then I'd have people helping me. I yep. go, okay, a third for you, third for me and a third towards the equipment. You know, it's kind of making <laughs> sure that I got a bit more for uh, my effort going in and then buying and selling motorbikes at 18. And like, so the entrepreneurial spirit was still in me when I was kind of, you know, working for a construction company doing mechanical and electrical engineering. Right. And I set up a web company during that and then later kind of started uh, dating a, a Polish girl. So that's how I went to Poland. I, it wasn't moved at that stage. It was just kind of visiting the parents, got, you know, property. I said, oh, this is cheap because I had a few properties in Ireland and started investing. And then I set up a company kind of foreign properties, Polish properties for foreigners and right. ended up having a load of Irish, English and American clients. And the relationship it broke up, but we still kind of, you know, kept going. And right. I was after buying commercial uh, big uh, sites to build apartments and everything. And uh, basically, my ex-partner tried to take everything and said, I've got my own company. And I was like, oh, so I had to move. But sometimes, you know, like it was like giving the high five to the Polish that were heading to Ireland and England. You know, they were all going in that direction and then going the other direction. But the economy tanked as it kind of probably did in England as well. At one stage yeah. in Ireland, they were building like 90,000 houses and it dropped to four and a half and plus everything else like we were working for like the likes of Johnson and Johnson and you know doing installations and things like that so all that stuff kind of stopped right. so it was probably a good thing so I was doing very well I had a lot of syndicates and when the crash happened it wasn't too bad it took a bit later to kind of cross the pond right and I was in syndicates with people that were very wealthy like some of them had loads of properties they were worth like 20 million yeah. I had made my first million and with all the things I was doing, I was looking to make five million. They started losing things. And I thought, this is only a short term thing. This is going to come right. It didn't come right. So I started reinvesting in a lot of the syndicates thinking, look, I'm putting this in. It's at a certain rate. Yeah. If if you pay me, grand, I just take out my money with the interest. 
they never came right. So next they all came tumbling down. And in England and in Ireland, a limited liability company is kind of like, oh, lesson learned, let's move on. Right. In Poland, I was the president of about 10 companies and you're personally liable. Oh. <laughs> so instead of making 5 million, I was personally liable for 5 million euro. Oh, wow. And lost everything, lost my three houses in Ireland, my personal belongings, lost all the stuff I had in Poland. But through that, saw so much corruption. It was like the bailiffs were bribing people in the room. They were working with a valuer to half the price of a project. And it was like, this is really bad. Seeing courts, seeing everything, the banks, so much corruption. And I went to an event a few years later, cleared the decks. And it took me a few years. It was a hard time. But, you know, you what can you do? You just kind of head down and get things started. And the event was, uh, what's your quest? And I was like... I need to have a mission in life. I want to expose right. this because so many people throw in the towel or they just they break up relationships and everything. And I knew it was orchestrated. It was like when you go deep down, they were throwing money at people. Right. And like, because I was building apartments as well. I built 30 apartments. I had a friend. They had one property. He was he was a, a university professor. His wife was a solicitor. They had 50% money for the next property and they couldn't get a loan. So at one stage, you just needed a pulse and they were giving you money right? Yeah. to then not give them money. So they turned off the tap. So that's why everybody kind of fell down. And it, there was kind of people thinking, oh, that's greed and everything. No, this was all orchestrated. So I said, I want to expose that. That was the first thing. Right. And when I was at the event as well, there was brilliant speakers, two brilliant speakers. And I was like, I hated public speaking. So even when I worked in Ireland, the one time that I used to have trouble sleeping at night was when the next morning we had the meeting. Right. I was running like, five and 10 million pound projects and just sitting around the desk with you know the client the architect the builder and everything I just my voice is go and even when I was young I was so shy like if I went to the shop I'd give my friend the money when I was 18 when I went right. to the bar I wouldn't go up to the bar I'd give my friend the, the money for my wrong it was like I, like if I go back in time I'd slap myself in the head like <laughs> but, you know it's just so I was like 45 and <laughs> went to back and said I'm going to overcome this and learn public speaking so i went to a toastmaster but of course did i go on my own no i was too shy to go on my own <laughs> brought two friends and they were like oh this is great but we don't have time for it and i was too shy to go back on my own right. but they all there was a, a they, they were opening a new one a few months later and i said i'm going to this because everyone's going to be new as it turned out they weren't there was like half were existing toastmasters right. that former club the others were new and i just joined this and basically, they said, hey, will you do a speech next week? I thought that was normal. Just agreed to do that. And I just went head on, went back and joined the other club as well, formed a club, entered every competition I could think of, done an open mic, done an open TEDx. I got into the final of five countries, became a DTM, which is like kind of the top thing after three years, which is kind of unheard of. Like, you know, it's rare that you get. And I just went from one extreme to the other that I could go on stage and just not be afraid. I mean, it, there's always something there, but you once you're prepared, you kind of the energy and everything. But it's like I don't fear it anymore, and I just kind of it's a, it's a lesson for a lot of people because we condition ourselves to say I'm shy, I'm I don't like public speaking. Yeah. Instead of changing to I need to be public speaking because even if you're working, if you're an employee, the best people that get promoted, like they're not necessarily the best employees. No, the ones Most of the time, out. the people that were very good at work, they just keep their head down and they don't like to be standing up. And it's the guys that maybe are 20% performers because they can you know, talk and everything. They get the promotions. Yeah. So I tell people, no matter what age you are, 
don't ever tell yourself a story because you can change. You can start reading books, looking at TEDx and everything. So, so that's that, that's how that went. So getting into the podcasting, I know it's a long-winded story, <laughs> yeah, but it's all good. <laughs> I went to another event and it was uh, like how to start a podcast. And I used to listen to podcasts, but never even thought of doing it. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. So there was it was nearly a day listening to this, and I said, I can do this. And it was always about kind of the exposure and everything. But I thought, okay, I need to be careful with this because I I knew, like, for example, I had written a book. I said, I'll write a book, got the book done, gave it to about 20 people, didn't release it, but printed it. Right. And 10 of them said I'd be whacked for what I was exposing. So I was like, I need to be careful here. Like, I don't need to get this out. So I, I basically said the speaking podcast is a good one. So I started with the speaking podcast because I had got into the final and I met people all over Europe. And then I just started interviewing people. I think about 40 countries, it's probably more now, but I mean, you lose count to this, but I remember there was like, you know, which is great. Like you're dealing with people in India, with you know, Canada, anywhere. And the next one was the meditation. So when I went through all of this, it was like meditation helped me because like, sometimes builders had actually done some fraud. Like I'd have an engineer overseeing everything and they, they actually didn't put in the, the sewage connections. Right. You know, and, and not, and did you win on the court cases? No. Every time someone's trying to take money off you, yeah, they can win. But when it's the other way around, it's kind of, but that's just kind of life. And you have hatred for kind of a lot of this thing. And, but the thing is it's, it's within, and I like why I'm saying this as well. This is an, any business you're doing as well, because whether it's in relationships or any partnership you've ever done, you kind of hold a grudge, but what's happening is they're not uh, at the other side of the world or the other side of wherever they're living, thinking of you. And so you're actually just putting that into yourself. Hmm. So what I've learned is the act of forgiveness is actually forgiving them is actually releasing it from you. Right. It's, it's easy for small ones, right? You can do that in a day or two, but when the hard ones and you just keep doing it and it just kind of goes. So then you just it, that doesn't affect you. Or, for example, reliving the story. So when I was telling you what happened to me, it, you know, like when I was telling that story at the at the start, like it was you could feel like you're reliving the moment. And a lot of people are like that when they're telling you, you know, when they've released it or they haven't. Right. And I think meditation for me helps. So because I was. When I was doing, I started off listening to a six phase meditation, which what you're grateful for, because when you're grateful, you kind of attract it. And then you're planned for the day and things like that. And what happened is two of them disappeared. Like one was the made at six phase. It just disappeared. And I was like, okay, this isn't great. Mm-hmm. And other ones I was listening to became paid. And when you lose everything, you're watching every penny. So, so I said, I'm going to create this. So like all my podcasts are free. It was like, I'm creating a meditation because I know people all around the world. I've got meditations from one minute because people say, I don't have time to meditate to about two hours. Plus I've got interviews with people. So that was the next one. Then there was the learn Polish. So I moved to Poland. In other words, some people are brilliant at languages. I'm not one of them. Right. (laughs) My brother moved to Holland. He was fluent in there in like two years. My mom came over to me at one stage. I was about seven years and she had like I was ordering a, a vodka and I ordered a vodka, which is a beer. And she's looking at me. She goes like, you're seven years here and you can't even order, order a vodka. So, <laughs> so like languages was a hard thing for me. So I, I was doing Rosetta Stone. I don't know. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, Pim, yeah. Pims or not these things. I was like taking classes like I was taking classes when I kind of moved out first. And I used to be doing because I was running so many companies. I used to be doing it after work and I was kind of exhausted. I'd fall asleep in front of the teacher. She'd come to my place and I fell asleep a few times. So she used to get me to stand up and juggle tennis balls 
right. to just kind of get my but, it, but I, I could see it was actually helping so it was kind of you know a bit strange then I kind of stopped I said ah, this isn't really working then I got more kind of lessons uh, in a class and it kind of helped a bit so I said oh, maybe if I listen to a podcast that will help right and they were scripted or they were only in Polish and I was like nah I can't and I said I'm gonna I'm gonna do this so basically my ex-wife was not that teacher that I was juggling tennis ball but a later one we have a good relationship because we have a child together. Right. And basically, I said, let's create a podcast. And that's what we're doing. We're doing it in my style. So I put up a picture. So yeah. it could be a mechanic. The different things you find in a mechanic. You know, you've got your Formula One. So, you know, yeah, somebody yeah. would understand that. You know, you go to a dentist, all the different things, you know, filling and all that. And we keep it like, and I mention it in English as well as the Polish. So you're kind of hearing it a few times. They're kind of five to ten minutes. Right. And it's been like number one in a lot of countries. It's got over two million downloads between the audio and the video for something that I kind of done for myself. Yeah. And what I say, and this is kind of a lesson for those that might be thinking of starting a podcast is I just done a really crappy graphic for that at the start. Yeah. It was like I was just standing next to her, took a picture and just sent it to something, something like a microphone. It looks terrible, really bad, bad clothes, just and. I have a graphic of me ahead of like Duolingo and BBC and all these different ones, you know, and it's like, it's great having it. But eventually I kind of invested and done good pictures and good graphic and kind of the the, the, the logo made sense. So right. what I would say to people is, yeah, you can wing it and think, ah, it might work, but better to go in and go, let's do this right. Because you can do these things cheap as well as people. I know Pork and Fiverr and stuff, 99 Design. So even at a hundred bucks, you're getting a lot of people giving you the option. So you can do it cheap. So don't just kind of, put out something and they go, hey, I'll change it later because you just never know how it'll, you know, fare out. Yeah. Oh. So the next one was the awakening. So basically that's the one that I was like, okay, exposing fraud, corruption, but right. with solutions. And I've had like Mickey Willis on it, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, even David Icke, I know he's English guy. Right. Yeah. People love him or hate him, but doesn't matter, you know, mm. just getting all these people. And it's it's just a case of do what, what you're passionate about. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I mean, having those conversations with you previously and hearing your story here, it's very much on that, particularly as we link it to the podcasting, it's the what's been your experience in life and what are you passionate about that you want to share out to other people? Because if you're just trying to do something for the for the sake of it, then that's going to come across in the work that you do and people aren't going to engage with that. And I think the thing that really um, always struck home with me is it's things like that speaking podcast where, you know, as you say, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be a guest on there with so many other awesome people. And uh, it's because you've been through that journey, but you've also seen and felt the value. And I think that's the, the bit that really comes across is when you see the value, you want to help other people to get to that value as well. And that's podcasting good. is such a a great way of doing that. So maybe talk to us today about your podcasting coach uh, angle. You know, who do you help and how do you help them? Well, I'll tell you why I started it first of all is <laughs> when I was in the in the Toastmasters, I started doing a load of kind of speeches on that and loads got started and not people would come to me and I'd, I'd help them all. I spent hours helping people. And I was like, they wouldn't get a, they wouldn't buy a beer. Like, and I was like, <laughs> And then I had people outside that I'd met in different things. It was like, hey, you're a podcast coach. I let you coach me kind of thing. And it was like for nothing kind of thing. And I was like, I felt I wasn't being appreciated for the skill set that I got. And like, you know, basically, no, four of my podcasts have got into the top half percent and the fifth is at one percent. I don't think anybody's got that. Like, you know, only like they might have clients that they've got out doing that, but them themselves. 
So they knew I kind of knew what I was doing. And I just said, no one's respecting my time. Right. And so I basically said, okay, I'm going to start coaching people for doing this and set up a way. But what I've done is because I'm conscious of everyone's budget and I know what it's like if you lose everything, it's going on every day of the work, unfortunately, all over. Yeah. So I have like a webinar that's free for people. It's about half an hour, but it's still enough. And you can go away and find so many different things that you can do. Then I have like a course that, you know, it's like a couple of hours, but it covers everything. Yeah. Or one-on-one coaching. And what I do as well is because you've got different uh, characters in in life. Like some people, they like, they want everything perfect. And right. they like, we get the logo up, but that takes a week and they want to get everything and others are like, they're Formula One. They're going like, <laughs> and that's okay. I accommodate to the different people. Where some people don't, they've got their style and coaching and they go, this is the way it's going to be. Right. And I think by actually understanding who they are, what type of character they are, and doing it that way, it kind of, they end up then being happy. And also I kind of set them up at the start, just what to expect and you know, because you you're aware of this. I mean, some people they do trade, they're gone. It's rare, like to get to ten and they're gone. And it's like, okay, don't do this for the short haul. Don't be thinking you're going to become a Joe Rogan getting a hundred million, yeah. two hundred million overnight. That's not, you know, that's not normal. But what you have is, especially if you've got your own business, like your own coaching, start promoting yourself first. That's the first thing you can mm. start building it then and getting people in. But the most important thing is. One is if you've got something yourself or two, even if you're just passionate, if there's something in the world you hate, create something that's making the change for that and make it the passion. Because once you love it, it's not work. I, I mean, you know, from interviewing people like you, you have some fantastic conversations with people. I've changed my life based on listening to people. I get information. I go, I didn't know that. I go away and start researching it, get a few books. And I'm like, whoa, I was like that. And now I need to change my thought process on that. And I think you people don't expect the actual benefit of that. Plus, you'd actually like to be people say, hey, you can say if they're in America, hey, when you're here, you're welcome to stay with me. Anytime. You just click with some people. There's just yeah. a bond. And I think people don't kind of, they, they don't realize that it's it's like, they think it might be a job. If you love what you do, it becomes like most people are sitting on watching Netflix or they're watching the TV and stuff like that. Isn't it better to be doing something positive? And sharing positive news. And, and I mean, we see the stats like they're kind of crossing over the media, like the podcasting is actually yeah. on the rise. And I mean, I don't watch any. Te- I, I mean, I'd watch a series or a movie, but no, with no ads or something like that. But like I listen to a lot of podcasts. I know I'd listen to some of the Rogan ones, some of Patrick Bet David, Blind Boy. I don't know you're familiar with him, an Irish no, guy. He's a guy that doesn't want to be known. He wears a plastic bag on his head. So <laughs> You know, but but he's getting millions of downloads. He's very, yeah. you know, he's very good. So it's 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 a case of kind of if you love it, like sharing the message, it gives you passion that you will keep going. And I say that to people, and then eventually the money will come. You there's a lot of different ways of trying to monetize, but don't make that the mission. Right? Yeah, it's a it it's very much one of the lessons that I picked up along the way. It, it was never for me. It was never about um, certainly direct. If you think that doing a podcast is directly going to lead to business or um, cash coming in for being paid to podcast or whatever it might be, I think you you know unless you are already particularly famous or have a, a well-known angle, uh, then you're starting off on a, a very difficult foot, if not impossible. Whereas if you start off with, as you say, what you're passionate about, share that with people, get that message out there and engage other people with it. 
for I mean, I've been doing this for just over a year now, and it's the it's the I've had opportunities to collaborate, I've had opportunities to work and support people, connect others with each other because the you know they see some great people out there who was oh you should be on their podcast or the work they're doing behind the scenes is very much what you need right now and uh, and that in itself just leads to this ecosystem of value being shared and I really really applaud you for helping people with with getting their message out there because I mean consistency has always been a a piece you know as you say two ten podcasts and most people are out. Whereas if you can just... I do that a week. <laughs> uh, so could you give us a couple of examples of some of the um, podcasts that maybe you, you've, whether people have heard of them or not, but something you might be particularly proud about in terms of how you've helped them to uh, to progress and move to where they are? I like some of the clients, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah, or types of clients if you don't want to name names, but if you want to promote their podcast on the here, go for it. <laughs> I suppose Ideas and Leaders, that was one of them, Elena Paventa. So she was doing kind of, um, like she does the TEDx Women in Warsaw. She's been like a, a, the like the top director in the five countries for the Toastmasters and everything. And she had formed that club right. that I joined originally. So I just had a good relationship. And I know she's getting a lot of clients. And now she's, I don't know, I, I, I mean, I haven't checked it for a while, but it's like she was in the top kind of 5% or something like that and just, just doing well. And it's just lovely seeing somebody that sticks with it. You know, like she's got... I don't know how many now, but I know she hit the over 200 right. mark as well. And when you see somebody consistent and, and I, like I gave tips as well as like, because for example, the Polish one, I do it Monday. It used to be Monday and Wednesday. And then we're like, I'm going to check out another one. Like, so I have a different teacher on the Friday, but I'm consistent. So I have a schedule that comes out a minute past um, midnight on my time, but it comes out earlier, obviously in America and whatever. Right. And I just keep doing that. And it's so important because the ones that I like, well, I mean, Patrick, Bet David and Rogan, they're kind of a bit irregular as well. But mm. the blind boy, Wednesday morning, guaranteed it's there. Yeah. And I, a lot of people like that. They like consistency. They like looking forward to it. So even with the languages, I'm kind of conscious that somebody has a system of learning. Mm. Make sure that you provide it from the other ones. They're a bit haphazard. I mean, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to go, OK, let's let's get to say crypto on the Sunday and whatever. And yeah, it goes for a while and then, then you get a curveball. But it's like, but for somebody that's got one, I would definitely recommend getting it out. If you're doing one or two, try to be like on certain days, maybe the Sunday or the Monday and, and kind of go like that. And right. I would like to give you some tips. Yeah, please do. Okay. So <laughs> I've looked and it's something from my own experience that I've realized, okay, I've done this wrong. You're starting your podcast with the hashtag and the number. Right. How many people oh, yeah. are do how many people are doing a search with that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good good point. So, so I've moved it to the back. No. So I have the title, then the name. Or if it's a famous person, I put the name first. The other thing is I know you do the short ones and you have the interview types. Yes. And I know a lot of people do that as well. And some people have got like five podcasts built into one. But you don't have that information. So I know you must have said that at the start to people. Hey, this is what but unfortunately, you can't have new people coming in. Yeah. And people don't know. Mm. You should have it on the show notes, but I wouldn't even do that. I honestly, I would just call it a different Split episode. It. Yeah. And no, you know, you don't need two separate podcasts for that. No. But it's it's like, I don't think people are going to say, I only want to listen to this one because I think right. you're given so much value. And like the, the, the one thing is like, you have fantastic like humor and everything. Because I was listening to the one with the guy in the LinkedIn and it's like... <laughs> 
not everyone can do that. Not everybody can have the crack and as well as giving valuable content. So it's like, it's just a few little things will make a massive difference. Like right. just change the number to the end. Like for for example, I, like I, I've done a few different things like that now. And even on YouTube, I was like trying to crack the code. Like the Polish one, that's like over 1.2 million. But right. my own one was like, you know, it's it's coming close. It's like 90,000 now at the moment. And it was like, but slowly it was like getting, and the subs were like, some days you get 30 a week and some days you get 10. And you're like, and I've figured out that you kind of have them set in the, the different categories so for me it kind of works like for you you might have like the the single ones and and the episode ones mm. but i like i got something like 70 yard no 80 odd last week just because i made that change right and if that's consistent and you know these small little things the other thing is like i have a, a schedule so i have i put it on rumble i put it on BitChute and mm. youtube and there's about five gazillion other ones I tried with a few and I look and I go, okay, it's got three downloads or four downloads. That's that's not worth my time putting down the thing. But when I'm, for example, like I put up the Polish one today, you know, the mm. episode goes out first, but I do the video. And all I do is I'm like just cutting and pasting from the audio file from the one that's gone up on the tree at the same time. And it's just, it's less time for me. And right. then it's just, and then just press the button and then do the sharing. So the, the other thing is a lot of people, they spend a lot of time researching. I mean, I know you do that as well. I know that you've gone through, I, like, I, I, I mean, you see when I was doing it, you look at my profile, I look yes, at yours. So exactly. I, I know you've done your homework <laughs> and even ask me the questions prior to recording. You know, I know that you've kind of looked at, not everyone does that, for example. So it's great that you are doing that. I mean, I've been on shows, like shows that people have spoken in front of 10,000 people. And it was their show. And it was like, hey, what did we say we're talking about again? Right. But I know when I'm coming, what they're doing and what we had agreed. Yeah. And I like, I create a, like I've got a, a notepad for every podcast, but also for if I'm guesting. Right. And I've got yeah. the information of you on it. That's why I knew it was 234 on the thing. So, yes. you know, I, I didn't say you were going to, I didn't know were you going to mention that. But yeah. I mean, you know, and it's just like, I bring to the, so for those guesting as well, don't just turn up because a lot of people just turn like you didn't do that to mine either. When you came, like we had a fantastic conversation because you didn't just turn up and go, Hey, what's this? About? Like, yeah. you know, you, you knew what it was about and you knew, you know, when we were connecting. So make sure whether you're guesting or hosting that you bring your A game, you, you don't just turn up. You have to do a bit of research. You're respecting it. But what happens when you do that, you get a better interview, which yes. in turn, people are more inclined to share or come back. Mm. And I think that's, that's the most important thing then. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, and, and really appreciate those tips, by the way, you know, the, uh, I've made some notes there, and I'm going to go back to this record and make sure I haven't uh, missed out on any of those. But it's often those little things, the titles of your shows, you know, getting those, those right. How do you help people firstly to find your podcast, but then to engage with it and find the right bits that are that are valuable to them? So um, you've given me some real food for thought. And I'm going to uh, look look out for some changes that are going to be Roy based. Off the back of and, and another one is say your things at the start. I'm going to say no, make sure you give Paul a five star rating and a review. Right. So if it's Spotify, there's three little dots. Most people go, I don't know how to do it. There's three little dots. Rate this show. You can't give a, a, a comment, but you can give the five stars. Just yeah. do that now. Pause it. Go in and do that. Then go into Apple. You obviously have to listen to the show before some of them allow you to do this but yeah. basically you go in give a five star and your comment why you like it and also just share it doesn't cost you anything but if you're getting value from paul just do that but what i would suggest is for yourself as well and any yeah. of the other podcasters or potential podcasts make sure you do it at the start as well i used to do it i do it at the end but i actually i tried to do it at the start as well included in the clip because 
it's a lot of people want to know the guest is leaving that's gone and they're on to the next one they yes. don't even get yeah, the yeah. end where you're actually saying what you're doing which is important because they've just listened to a full podcast and they've enjoyed it so you should put it at the start as well or if you if you can do it mid clip is probably even yeah. better i don't because there's so much time to be kind of making sure you find the right spot but if you're if people can do that i would even say you know start on mid spot as well make sure that you actually tell people yeah. who you are what you do and to rate you no, it's a, some great little advice there that I think any podcaster out there can just go back and, um, you know, if you've got your uh, intro, your outro, things like that, just making sure that they're nice and sharp, making sure that they have things like, you know, go and make sure you rate and review. And I think the, the one bit there that you mentioned around sharing, you know, sharing is one of the best ways to help podcasts get out there, but it's also one of the best ways for you I mean, I use sharing of podcasts as a way to show that I'm thinking of people. You know, it's a great way of connecting with other people in your network and saying, oh, I just saw this amazing episode on Roy Cullen's show, you know, that I really think you should listen to. And if you like that, you'll probably like the rest of his stuff. So, you know, and here's a link, you know, and that that's it is amazing because it gives that personal sort of not guarantee, but a recommendation off the back of that to say, I found value. I think you'll find value. And that for anything is a great way of connecting with people uh, with podcasts or otherwise, but uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's some, some great little uh, nuggets of wisdom there. Roy, I really appreciate those. No and just like, I bet you this is something now you probably haven't done. And it's something I've done from because I know that I've got like 1500 five-star ratings on the awakening and the speak. It could be more now because it's hard because it depends on the country you're looking at. Cause sometimes <laughs> Apple just show you Poland, but you know, there's times you can actually see them all. Like, have you got your wife and your child to actually give you a five-star rating? Have you got all your friends and your family? It, like, I saw the property one time in Poland. I was walking back to the, 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 the car park with the guys, and they were like, what do you do? I got the two of them to stop and give me a five-star rating. <laughs> it helps. It makes a difference. And, like, when I started off as well, I was like, I want to get into the UK. Who do I know in the UK? I, I'd reach out to all of them, and i go, hey, please listen to this review and rate it for me and because i'm always helping people i mean i'm never kind of you know i'll always as uh, anytime someone reaches out to me i'll do you know some say, say sub to my youtube channel no problem i'll do it and lots of them were like i like this and they're still listening to it yeah so you know don't be afraid to do that some yeah, people exactly. are too kind of shy or they think oh no i'm being like what what are you doing you're asking them for like a minute a yeah. minute of their time to just give it a review and it just helps because it puts up the algorithms more people will see it gets you up in the you know into the top 10 percent and a listen score and stuff like that will you know people are listening in it's, it's, it's all it all adds up brilliant stuff um so, Roy, how do you keep on top of your game? What are some of the things that you do that keep you performing at your best? So, from the start, I would have, I have an Excel sheet with everything that I'm doing. So it became like the one podcast, and now it's <laughs> and now I'm actually working on the sixth one as well, like which is actually helping people to, the podcasters to stay in the game, kind of five minute kind of thing, you know, right. just to so that'll be launching soon. But it's like I have the number of shows and the downloads. And I'm just constantly updating it. And then I've got the rumble. I've got the bit shoot. I've got the shorts as well, what the shorts are doing. And I'm tracking that at least daily, if not a few times daily. Right. And I go, something's up here. This is down a bit. Oh, I forgot to share it here. And for example, like most people, they're they're spending so much time, but they're not spending time on the marketing. You have to 
you have to do it. You yeah. just people think ah, I I post it on Facebook. It's good to go. Everybody will come running. Yeah. The way the algorithms work now, and I like I look at. I mean, I've done over twelve hundred interviews. I look at all people's. I go through their all social media, and it doesn't matter how many people are connected on Facebook. Most people, even myself, one or two tones up. Whereas before it used to be a lot more. Now it's yeah. sponsorship, sponsorship, sponsorship. So it's like when people. When it shows it to a few of them, when there's an engagement, then it shows it to more. And that's how you kind of need to make sure that when you kind of ask it. But the thing is, a lot of people, they just do that. So what what, what I say is, like for, for your one, post it to groups that would be relevant to what you're doing. So my Polish one, Polish put in foreigners, foreigners in much, uh, foreigners in New York, foreigners in Chicago, foreigners in the UK, yeah. you know, the Polish in the UK, Polish in Ireland. And I share it to them because most of the Polish people fell in love with an English and Irish and Norwegian or whatever, <laughs> and they want to learn, or they move to America and basically their kids just speak English and they never learned it and they want to come back to the grandparents or visit. Yeah. And I know they're the right audience. And is that why it's doing so good? It all helps. It all adds yes. up. You do all these different things. I post mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. I like at one stage, I just hit the share button on LinkedIn. Then somebody told me, you actually have to put a comment because it doesn't really, they don't really know. Yeah. You think just by putting the picture and the hashtag, you know, sometimes I don't do the hashtags and everything, but you just, when you watch it, you look at the engagement, same with Twitter and things like that. Like for me, Twitter doesn't really work much, but if I have a guest, especially on the crypto, I mean, I don't see much interaction, but the guest shares it. And I see so much, like thousands sometimes yeah. because they've got a big, big audience. So like on my farm, I ask people, hey, I'm going to tag you. Are you okay with whatever? So there's nobody, ever, but everyone's happy with that anyway because they're all trying to grow their social media. But just on a you know, culture, I kind of say, hey, are you okay with me sharing this? Yes. <laughs> and they are. And it actually makes a difference. So I do live calls and the others don't do it, but I do. I'll share and I actually re-listen to the live calls and I'm making my show notes. The others aren't doing that either. So mm. I say, this is what we discussed. So when I post it, I'll yeah. say the name of the show with the guest. I give the guest profile. Then mm. what we discussed, I have the timestamp. So someone might just be interested in one thing, mm. but they'll see the style and they might like it. And I'll tag the guest on the LinkedIn or if they're on the Facebook and then they'll share it. Yes. And it's just all, like, they're all simple things. Yeah. But it's simple things most people don't do. No. So when you ask me, like, what do I do? I consistently track everything. And by just, like, say, the pod page, I, I have a website that I now ask the guests to fill in their profile. Some people think it's weird they don't do it. And it's like, you're missing out here. Because now when I put it up on the web page, there would be, like, say, say you were on, I can even do it with your one from past because I didn't have that before. But it would be your picture, all your websites, and your bio. So when they go in at the top, it says guest profile. You click on it, brings it down to that. And it's just it's it's just like that extra thing. So the people that do get it, and I share that, there's very few that are actually doing something like that. Mm-hmm. So the chances of them sharing it on their platform, because especially someone's doing a podcast, or some people are doing 300 podcasts a year. They're really like, they're trying to get up the charts and different things. Yeah, And it stands out when they see the difference. And you just, it, it, it's all these little things. So if you ask me, you're like, what's the main thing? It's, there's no secret sauce. Like there's so many ringing me and contacting me and writing books and their contact. They're all expecting me to say, it's this. Right. The thing is, one, which we said at the start, have a fantastic show that you're entertaining people. Yep. Fly on the wall is, is not going to fly away. <laughs> he's listening. <laughs> you know, he's enjoying it. And and that's the most important thing. And then the other thing is just be like, 
like you've got the YouTube, but I don't know, do you do Rumble and BitChute? You've nothing to lose and just get, like, for, for example, like my uh, Polish one now hit the 100,000 on the BitChute. Like, it might seem like compared to the YouTube, the YouTube is 1.2 million, but it's not as old as the YouTube one. Right. And it's like, that's 100,000. That's, mm. that's decent. It's hard to build. Like, you see, what happens is we all kind of look at these Jay Shetties and these big boys with the millions and millions, Mr. Beast. A lot of them are kind of, it's organized already, you know, and they've got massive teams behind it. So if you're a one-man band and everything, just do a few and just try to get into systems. Mm. Your systems will be post, share, share. Like, because even on, like what I do is I I don't like say the Polish. I share the, the main page, which has everything. But then when I do the bit shoot, I try to do that like a day later. So I'm not blasting the whole lot of them at the same time. And that's shared to the page. Some people like the bit shoot. Some people like the rumble. And it's just, it all adds up. Every yeah. number adds up. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Sage advice. <laughs> Amazing stuff. <laughs> um, so if you had the opportunity to help any individual or team or organization with the skill set that you've got, um, who would you want that to be? What, especially with clients that I've got and everything. I love when it's so, like, there's one guy now that I'm working with and he's actually uh, alcoholic He's off 18 years or something like that, but he's like, he he's still going to meetings, helping people. And his aim is to help people with addictions. Right. And, you know, it's just, you know, that you're helping a lot of people. And there's maybe there's charities as well that kind of, they want to go out and reach their audience and tell them what they're doing. Because mm. like in my book, one of the things was there's so many corrupt charities and people just think, oh, because they're this and they're well known. Yeah, let's throw your money to that. No, I would say be very careful. And once you know you've got a good one, I would love that like you're you're helping a charity because the people then can say, okay, we've just done this. We've just built 20 wells. We've just done this. We've just fed so many people. We've taken so many homeless people, whatever it is, kind of anything that's making the world better is what I would actually, what I love actually working with people. I think yeah. it's a, it, it gives you kind of hope instead of kind of, yeah, I don't watch the BBC or RTE or, you know, CNN because that's doom and gloom. And there's so many beautiful things in the world. And when you see these people, so for me, it's to be helping them and working with them. Oh, brilliant. I think the it reminds me of a different guest, a couple of different guests I've spoken to about the opportunities to leverage. It's just like, I might not, my direct skills might not be around building wells or helping people uh, with schools or education, whatever it might be. But I've got a platform where I can share that with people and and do something where I can my skill set allows their skill set to be exposed to a much wider audience. So you know you're, you're part of something bigger than just yourself on that front. And I, exactly. I really applaud applaud that for you. Um, and if you could sit down then and learn from any anyone who's out there, any individual or or, or team, and, and say right, if I was to be able to sit down, have a drink, have a coffee, have a have a meal with these people, it would really up my game. Who would that be? Well, I think that's the beauty of the world we live in now, because when you're listening to, say, just say, Rogan and Musk or something like that, whoever it be, you're actually there because mm. you're, it's like you're, you know, he's got the, the guy that's helping him. It's like you're him because you don't see him, but you're just listening to the thing. So that's the one thing is anyone that you actually like, you can go in and listen. But I mean, for me, it'd be. It'd be kind of going back in time, it'd be to Tesla because, you know, right. somebody that was creating like the energy and so many inventions that were taking, it would be like, he'd be the, the guy that I'd like to go for a bear with and just kind of <laughs> sit down, get inside his head. Okay, what's going on here? How do we do this? And Yeah. yeah. Oh, wonderful stuff. Um, 
And finally, Roy, I mean, there's so much stuff and amazing stuff that you've got. As you mentioned, you've got free material, you've got great podcasts for all sorts of different uh, groups. How do people engage with you? How do they find out more? Where do they go to find out all the great stuff that you're doing? So what I've done is like I encourage people as well, because sometimes people give all the different links and everything, and I just put everything onto one. So bio.link slash podcaster, and there you find my courses, you find all my podcasts, everything I'm doing, all my social media, and just make it easier for people. And another little tip as well is I, I like you actually see my QR code in the screen. So I yes. do that when yeah. I'm interviewing as well. And what that is, is before people would take a, a picture and you had to have an app. You don't no more. And people, even on stage, if you're a speaker on stage or whatever, have a QR code because people and have it going to your link that they'll find you easy. People have their own preference. They either like Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Right. Or they might be just interested in, say, your course or whatever you're doing, and they'll just go to that. So I, instead of calling out 10 things, yes. I, I, I encourage people to have one that kind of gives everything. Yeah. And if certainly if you want to funnel people into a certain area for to expose them to everything that you do, because I'm, I mean, sure, there's people out there who go, oh, well, I'm interested in the speaker podcast. I'm going to go there. But actually what they don't know, the stuff you do on crypto, for instance. And that, and that went, oh, while I'm there, I'll listen to some of that stuff and I'll get a bit of, bit of interest there. And, oh, that's an interesting story about corruption. I'll, that, that'll be, a, you know, so amazing stuff. So, I mean, as in all my guests, I'm going to have the show notes uh, in here. Get yourself uh, over to Roy's um, website there. Go, find out more. Have a look at the QR code if that's an easier way for you to go. Um, but, yeah, um, Roy full of wisdom full of insight i love the episode that we did uh, on the speaker podcast 234 was it remember? 234 yeah so yeah, i'll yeah. send you the link on that as well you can yeah. maybe put that in the show because yeah, it was very you shared a load of brilliant things on that well. <laughs> um and uh, and yeah so really appreciate you being on the show today thanks so much for your time roy Colin. thank you very much paul really enjoyed it cheers thanks for listening to today's episode if you liked what you heard then please give the podcast a rate review and share I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.